Warning! This podcast may contain naughty language, including the C-word. Listener discretion is advised. Hey everybody, you tune into Shingles List, where we talk movies, music, trending news, game sports, current affairs, and anything else that pops into our brains. I am Dave Shingler, and I'm joined by my peaches and cream, Cleon Bewley. Yes, mate, peaches and cream, an end is fitting from the start, you twist and turn our love apart, locked down after dark, we started the part of back up again, oh, Dave. How did you like that little bit of a, the Libertines? I thought, oh, it was lovely, mate. It was lovely. I'll be honest with you. A, com- a combination of your um, start of the show rhymes, and I don't know if you noticed on the camera, but when I went trending news, I closed my eyes and pulled my head back and really got into it as well. So. You did, mate. It it's was a bit lovely. Of a... <laughs> it was lovely. How are you? It's the week ending the seventh of February. It's the second Hardy Spelling Month of the year behind august <laughs> january is done it Thank is god it's yeah done. done and dusted done and dusted um but you know when, when you're in january and you think to yourself um you know january is the, it's the month that never ends you know what i mean nobody gets paid for what seems like six months um january just keeps going on forever but when you get to like the fourth or fifth of february do you not sit there and go, fucking hell, how is it February already? Because <laughs> when you, you just said it's the 7th of Feb, and I'm like, Jesus, are we a week into February already? Bear in mind, you know, February's a round month, so it's it's 28 days, it's 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 exactly four weeks, unless you're in a leap year. Um, and we're, we're one week down already. We're potentially, already. we're potentially, potentially two weeks away from the schools reopening. It's not going to be that. <gasps> It's not going to be that. It's not going to happen because they've already said it's more more looking like the eighth of March. But 8th of March. the original plan was for the twenty second of, uh, of February. So no, as of no, tomorrow, I'm looking at the eighth of March. Yeah, I think at the earliest. I mean, we will know tomorrow because Boris promised two weeks' notice to the schools. So if it is going to be the twenty second of February, it will be tomorrow when they get the notice. It won't, it won't be the twenty second of February. It won't be the fucking eighth of March, mate. We're going. It's going to be April. <laughs> <laughs> he will, he will. He's got to open something. Yeah. Everyone's bored to hell. Oh, do you know what, man? It's like, I know you were, you messaged me in the week and, and and literally I've had, like, you know, you messaged in the week saying, you know, just asking how things were and whatnot. And, and it's just been like, I just don't know what to do with myself. Like, it's just been, <laughs> every day's the same. Every day is exactly the same, which is great. You know, there's a bit of routine there. But the problem is, in between, like, the kind of homeschooling spells, and I say homeschooling, you know, my kid, my son's, like, older, so he just schools himself, you know what I mean? He's, he's in high school, he, they do everything through Google Meets, the teachers are great, the school's great, he doesn't need my support. He's got it if he wants it, but he doesn't need it, he's cracking on and he's doing fine. And little and now, really, the only thing she really needed was a bit of, like, technological support and how to use Microsoft Teams and everything, but she's just getting on with it she just sits she's commandeered the man cave she comes monday to friday between and during school hours the man cave is is her room and she does all yeah. of the work in here and she uses the <laughs> the studio laptop and everything um 
And but you know she's got all that down to a fine art now, and she just gets on with it. Plus, she's also getting really good support from the school. So if she needs anything, no longer is it <clears throat> ask the parents. I mean, obviously we're here, and I'm, I, you know, I'm. I love homeschooling, and I love jumping in on on problem questions and and, and working them out with her, and I love teaching her how to how to do things, but. Microsoft Teams is always on with the school now, and she can just click a button, join the meeting, a teacher is there, ask the question she's struggling with, get the response from the teacher, log out, crack on with the work. She doesn't need, like, us anymore in that sense. So I'm just kind of like, is it the the, the memes with it? Is it Pablo Escobar where he's just kind of sat, like, on the swing and, and on the bench, and he's just looking like, doesn't know... Doesn't where there's nothing to do. That's me in the house, like every day. I'm just kind of sat, yeah. staring with nothing to do. So what's happened in our house is a little bit of reverse. So we've got, as you know, a six and a five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just turned five. Um, and my young daughter is just taken to, you know, when the teacher just assigns some work, some simple yeah, work yeah. for the whole class to do, and they're doing a class activity. So my daughter does the work within five minutes. And then basically does exactly what you've just said for the rest of the day. (laughs) But annoying everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, completely, completely. So we requested packs for the kids. So we've got some additional packs for the kids. Because we said, fine, if you can't learn or you're just doing the work very quickly because you're looking at it visually. Yeah. And the teacher's saying, can you do this work? To which, I don't know, to some kids, does it take longer? Because the work they're assigning both, she kind of does within the yeah. first 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She sits and concentrates quite and does hard. It, yeah. She's very litigious. Um, litigious. Um, and she does her work, you know, thoroughly. And then she basically goes, right, that's it. I'm going to go throw knives. <laughs> You know, you know, just go and start some fires. Um. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to go and hit the dog. Yeah, I, I'm just going to. You know, uh, where are the matches? Um. Uh, well, well, I wonder if I hang off that lampshade <clears throat> over there. Oh, Luke, Ethan, the young lad who pretty much is happy just foraging round in his belly button at this moment in time. <laughs> I'm just going to go up to him and slap him. To oh, see what his reaction is. You know? <laughs> Got yourself a tear away there, have you, Cleon? Hey. <laughs> no, 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 no. She just gets, she's done her work and then she's like, <laughs> I wonder what'll happen if I kick the cat. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She gets to about 15, 20 minutes and then you can see her brain like, <laughs> oh, well, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder. Like just coming yeah. up with crazy stuff. <laughs> I'm not allowed to touch dad's laptop. I wonder what'll happen if I touch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What happens Beep. if I do press these buttons? Yeah. And... Um, whether you say what you're saying about the, the schoolwork. No, she's no, said... no, no. She's worse than that. I wonder if I do some videos and send it to his friend who I've spoken to. <laughs> <in meetings. laughs> you're walking around looking for your phone. Let me see my phone. Let, yeah, she's just, sending messages and, to people and, just because she's had two seconds with <laughs> Just sending video calls to people. Like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bloody hell, that's awesome. Um, yeah, with, with what you said about the work, like how she, uh, she'll sit there 15 minutes, concentrate and do the work. Obviously, you know, you get a class of um, 30 kids or something, they're all working at different levels. 
And some yeah. kids, some kids smash the work, and it's done in, done oh, within seconds. The teacher's doing a classroom thing as well. Yeah, yeah. At the same time, so she's broadcasting to people, and she's also got people that are in inverted commas essential workers who've got the kids in school. Mm. Um, so these teachers are doing a classroom as well. Yeah. Um, what I think what what they've done with Letland School is. Um, they they started off by doing like a morning like fifteen minute session, yeah. and an afternoon fifteen minute session. Like a, this is this is your work for the day, and then like a, a roundup in the afternoon, and then that turned into like a half an hour live lesson. But it was it was the same thing, you know. Some kids are smashing the work, getting it done really quick, and then everything's done before. Like th- there was a point where. You know, she's got like five lessons in a day, and all the work was done for like half ten, because she just sits and smashes it, and then and, and it was done. So, I th- I think I, I'd imagine they've they've changed the way they're doing things with the online lessons now, because now they've actually got a timetable and a structure to the day. Whereas you know, this is right. This this first lesson's maths. Here's your maths lesson. Now go away, do your work. If you're struggling with anything, rejoin the meeting because we're here, and then we'll help you and get it yeah. submitted by this time. And then by that time, it's your English lesson, and it's the same thing. Get that submitted by this time. Then go and have lunch, and then at one o'clock, jump back into the meeting. And now we're doing a topic lesson, whether it be science or PSHE or something like that. And that's an hour, and then get that submitted by this time. And then. You know, you've got spelling practice, get that submitted by this time, and then they do an afternoon wrap-up. So they've literally, they've now structured it more like an actual school day, where instead of, like, everybody submitting all the work at 3 o'clock, it's, it, they try and get it so it's got to be done by a certain time. And they understand that, you know, some parents are, are working, some kids struggle with the technology, some kids can't get the work done by a certain time, they've got to do it later on in the day for some reason. It's all, it's all gravy with that kind of stuff. But they are now trying to kind of do more of a structured nine till, um, well, quarter to nine till three o'clock school day. Um, and one of the things that's pretty cool, they've, they've put on the timetable for this week uh, on Thursday afternoon. They're doing like an afternoon treat thing. I'd imagine because it's the last week of, uh, of school before half term uh, yeah. where they're going to allow the children uh, an hour just on teams just to catch up and hang out. And, you know, because some of these kids haven't seen each other for months, you know what I mean? So they're just mm-hmm. letting them have an hour on Thursday where they can literally just switch the webcams on. Nothing's going to be recorded. Turn the microphones on. They're going to put them in little breakout rooms and just let them hang out and not have to do any work for an hour, which I think is brilliant. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, so do I. I think you've got to incorporate <clears throat> some kind of, like, well-being well, stuff into it. It's our house. Jody takes charge of uh, Bo's yeah. teaching. And I take charge of Ethan's. So Bo's doing fantastically well. Meanwhile, me and Ethan are throwing mud at the wall. Yeah. <laughs> he's only five, though, ain't he? So what year, what year is he in, if he's five? One? Year one? Uh, reception yeah, one? Yeah, well, no, he's not. He's just below year one. So reception? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's... Re- no, it's just after reception. Like, there's a bit... There's not just reception. There's two stages of reception now. I thought there was nursery reception then, year one. I thought that's what it was. Yeah, either way, Cleon, either way, it's just colouring, isn't it? It's just colouring in. Surely, Pretty much, surely yeah. it's yeah, just yeah, colouring yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go well, over the lines. <laughs> he, can, he can fire a gun. He can use a catapult. Oh, you know, he can walk a dog. 
I've talked to him life skills. Life skills, mate. The the the, the school of of Cleon Bewley. That's that's what that's what that, I'd do that for an hour a week in school. Life skills yeah. with Cleon Bewley. I think I think we need that. <laughs> in all fairness, I think we is it is it good. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, I think we do need. A, I mean, I don't oh, know yeah, what soft I, guys and paints on paintball. I haven't been. Um, obviously, I haven't been to school for however many years, and neither of you. But I don't remember ever having any kind of life skills lesson at school. I believe they do something now, like they, there they is do like building a hut <clears> down the outside. Fuck knows, but um, I think definitely some kind of life skills lesson is is needed um, for <laughs> for a lot. I've of got kids. an example. Like, go I've on. Got an example around why you need life skills and life skills teach kind of common sense don't you Dave? yeah yeah that, that's what life skills are about so anyway i was on my settee dave having a bacon and egg butty on saturday morning mm-hmm. and i was watching a cat show you oh. know the standard saturday morning lions a guy's bringing up a lion or a panther or something from a baby and yeah, 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 and they're in an ex- enclosure, and it's showing like the, the 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 gradual birth and life of a big lion, okay, or a big cat. Is this a documentary you know? or is this? <laughs> it's like a program on Channel Three or Four every single Saturday morning. Okay, it's about a cat enclosure. Okay, a UK one. Yeah, he's a very nice guy. It's not like it's not Tiger King. Oh God, it's not Tiger King. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> went to Africa, Dave. Right. Okay, I'm going to get to the cut of the gist anyway. So, you were talking about lions and enclosures and conservation, etc., etc. And the horror, Dave, that is happening in Kenya with the local farmers. So, we estimate, Dave, around 30 years ago, the big cat population in Kenya was around 100,000. Okay. Okay, now it's around 2,000, 2,500. So, the numbers, the numbers have dwindled down a lot. Okay. So basically, the show, the show was leaning on local farms, okay? And what they were doing were poisoning the cats. Right. Okay? And that sounds horrible, okay, in the grand scheme of things, because it's a 24-hour kind of paralyzation for the cat, and, you know, it's a long death that yeah. the cat has to go through. But uh, in putting it in perspective, when the farmer's took the cows out grazing at 9.30 at night. Right. Um, a few of the cows got mauled and got eaten by, I think it's a lion. Yeah. Okay. So because of that, their kid is no longer going to university. So that is the effects of human meeting these animals. Right. Okay. So the guy from the conservation area and the science boffs have got together Okay, so what we've done is we've got a GPS tracker. Okay. Okay, and we've attached that around the neck of said lion and other lions, okay, and given the farmers the technology. So they know that when the lions are close, yeah? Yeah. Something would beep, and they know not to take the cows out at night. take the cows out, yeah. You know, <clears throat> taking the cows out at night and the lion's hunting time. Okay. So, these GPS <laughs> collars, right, are 750k each, give or take. They've got a couple of boxes of four, so let's say three mil. 
um, let's say four mil per box in total, several boxes. Okay. Okay. I'm watching this program, and this is where I'll bring you back to live skills because I bet you're wondering where I'm going with this. I'm, aren't you? I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm, I'm, Are you waiting? I haven't lost it? yet. I'm, I'm still with you. You haven't lost me yet. No, Great. still with you. Because because of my life skills, okay. Yeah. I would have gone out with the scientists, and I would have built a fence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just build a big fence. They're not, they're not coming in then, are they? <laughs> no. no. I appreciate that we need to put trackers <laughs> on lions, and it looks very nice as a collar for them, I have to say. It's very fetchy. Um, there the probably is... I think I already know the answer to this, I reckon, but how did they get the collars on the lions? Oh, oh, I've got another side of this. Okay. So the team went out tooled up with yeah, tranquilizer tranks. guns That's on, what I thought on, it would have been. on Range Rovers, found, hunted and tracked them all day, Okay. found, found the lions and then tagged them with the GPS, they drugged them, tagged yeah. them, done them. They didn't just go Left. out with treats going, pss, 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 pss. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 there wasn't just an old woman. <laughs> <laughs> Bad with a, kitty. With a big bag of catnip. Pss, 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 pss. Right. I wonder what would happen if you could. Anyway, um, <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of a good lesson on life skills. I was trying yeah. to figure out crowbars that entire program into the show. Uh, it worked. And you gave me the opportunity. It worked. it worked perfectly. Common sense. Build a fence. Build a fence around your farm. Build a fence, you fucking idiots. Instead of <laughs> investing the money in a GPS, so we can go. Oh yeah, look, the lion's just about to attack us. Why, do, why not just build the fence? Yeah, just close the door. Stop letting him in, just close the door. <laughs> Stop taking your cows out at 10 o'clock at night <clears throat> to graze. Yeah, if it was a, you know, if it's a regular thing, then you could work that out for yourself, surely. Like, every, <laughs> every night when I take these cows out, they get attacked. Take them out in the day? <laughs> I, was, I, was thinking, I was thinking that, and then they could argue it's too hot during the day for the cows to graze. Take okay. them out at twilight. Okay, so yeah, well, I'll just invest a few million in these collars. <laughs> take them out, take them out in tea time. I don't know. I don't know. Um, just build a fence. Build a fence. I just enjoy, enjoyed it. Anyway, anyway, Dave, do you know what I've done? Go on. I watched the Royal Rumble. Oh fuck! Did you? Okay, I've I got, did. It's on my list as well. It's on my list of things to talk about. So that's good. I did, and and I'm not going to spoil it for your conversation for us talking about it. But I immediately saw what was just about to happen. You the Im- moment it started. You Im- so what the match itself? When the Royal Rumble started, yeah, I immediately knew who was going to win. Right. Okay. <clears throat> Is there a reason you felt you knew who was going to win? What was the order? Well, Edge was number one. That was exact. As soon as he walked down into the ring, yeah, I called it. Yeah, the, and and I and I get that I think uh, because when it was announced, it was announced a couple of days earlier that Edge would be number one in the Rumble. In my head, went there's a reason they're doing this. You know what I mean? There's a reason they're making a point of telling everybody that Edge is number one, as opposed to just letting the Rumble start. You know, the Alter Bridge track hits. Edge comes out as number one. Oh my God! Edge, yeah, Edge, Edge is number one, and. 
you know, there's a there's a reason they've told us that oh. that he's number one. And I yeah, I was of the same vein. He's either he's either winning or he's just getting eliminated because we knew Randy Orton was number two as well. So he's either winning or he's just getting eliminated and annihilated by Randy Orton straight away. And he was just going to carry the feud on. You know what I mean? He was one of the two. Um, oh, I just well, I didn't know the running, so yeah. I had no idea of yeah gossip. So I don't pay any attention to all of that bollocks. Edgen Orton wanted uh, to or the news. Mm. <laughs> uh, so when he came down, I immediately went. Because last week on the show as well, we spoke about Shawn Michaels being yeah. the only person to do uh, you know number what? one all the way through to winning. I think there was another one. I think Edge is the third, but I don't know who the second person was who did it. No, I think um, it's just Michaels. I'll have a look. You carry on. Um, so the moment his music hit and he came out, I immediately saw Shawn Michaels and immediately went, he's going to win. And then as soon as Christian came out, that kind of confirmed it. I've got... Oh, I hate it when bloody Google does this. It, um... It, it started giving me the answer to the question, then it went dot, 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 and now I've actually got to read. It did say there's three, but it didn't tell me the names. Obviously, we know Shawn Michaels and Edge um, are two of them. Entry number one... Um, Shawn Michaels, entry number one. Ah, yeah, there's a reason we don't know the second the second person to do it. Because it was Chris Benoit. Uh... That's why we don't know. Um, because, obviously, the WWE Benoit, Benoit. Um, cause to, with, with good reason. To be, to be Benoit in, uh, is, is now a doing word, as far as I'm concerned, in the WWE. When they don't want to talk about something, they Benoit it. Uh, so, yeah, no, Chris Benoit, he, he did it as well. 1999, I think that's said. Um, <clears throat> he, he went from... No, we didn't. But apparently not. No, apparently that never happened. Never happened. So, um, like I said, there's only one other person. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Michael's an edge. So, <clears throat> the Rumble as a pay-per-view. Now, I said it a million times. People are probably sick and fed up hearing me say it. The Royal Rumble's my favourite pay-per-view. It gets me excited for wrestling again. So, I re-signed up to the network. I stayed up. I watched it live. Now, I remember we spoke last week, and I said this must be a really short card, because there was only a couple of matches announced. On the pre-show, the women's tag match was... The pre-show match, which for me was a bit like, well, you know, way to make the women's tag belts like pointless. Stick them on the pre-show. Um, that I just don't see the point in that whatsoever. So the women's tag match was on the pre-show, and it was an all right match. It wasn't really needed. There was no need for it, but it was okay. Um, <clears throat> and the show opened with Goldberg and Drew McIntyre. Now. The wrestling, the the internet wrestling community hates the fact that fifty four year old Bill Goldberg was wrestling at the Royal Rumble for with a chance of winning the WWE title. Now, <clears throat> my head as a wrestling fan goes, they're doing this for a reason. They're doing, they must be putting the belt on Goldberg for some reason, some kind of storyline. They must be doing it. 
<clears throat> and I don't think we need Goldberg as the champion. There's loads of people I don't think we need Goldberg as the champion, but I also understand the casual fan who doesn't religiously watch wrestling, who watches WWE, which is more of a drama than a wrestling show. The casual fan will see Goldberg and go, oh, Bill Goldberg, I remember him. I love Bill Goldberg in the 90s. Let's see what this is all about. And the point was proven because my son stayed up and watched it, and he isn't a big wrestling fan. He watches some of the pay-per-views. He watches it every now and then. But he saw the little still of Goldberg and Drew McIntyre wrestling for the WWE title, and he went, oh, Bill Goldberg and Drew McIntyre, that'll be good. The casual fan who doesn't know that yeah, Bill yeah. Goldberg can't wrestle anymore. And he was fucking awful. But the match was what it was. And it was pointless, but it was okay. It, it didn't go any, It's not going to go anywhere. It, it was a silly match. And I'm just wondering whether it was just using up Goldberg's contract because he's contracted for so many matches. And I think he's only got a couple left. Um, so whether it was just the WWE's way of using up one of their matches, I don't know. If there's any significance to it, I don't know. But it was what it was, and that was that. The Rumble itself, the pay-per-view as a whole... Who won? Who won? Oh, Mac and Drew McIntyre. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, 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 the pay-per-view as a whole itself was really, really good. It's the first WWE wrestling show that I've watched in a long time where I've gone... I really enjoyed that. There wasn't... A, I enjoyed the rumble. Yeah, there wasn't a bad, like, spot in in, in the in the whole show, I don't think. It was a good show. Um, the, <clears throat> the only thing that was a bit of a dud, and I remember you messaging me about this on the Monday, and I was like, we were on about the, uh, the Universal title match with Reigns and Kevin Owens, and how you'd had some messages, you know, people... Saying something negative about that, and I'm like, no, that was that was a good match. It was really well thought out. It was really well put together. No, it was it was good. And then I remembered how they botched the ending of the uh, of the match. It was a, it was a last man standing, and Owens had handcuffed Reigns to one of the fucking um, scaffolding things uh, away from the ring. And the <clears throat> what should have happened is Paul Heyman should have come out with keys and on un, un, undone the cuffs. And then Roman Reigns beats Owens. What actually happened was Paul Heyman couldn't open the fucking handcuffs and it took forever for him to get the handcuffs off. And it was so, like, I remember, you know, I went back and watched this. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's what happened. I think I must have just zoned out while that was happening, just watching it over my phone. Um, but <coughs> it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was pretty piss poor. But, you know, they got the ending. It was done in the end. It was, it was a great match. They stole some stuff from AEW during the match. There was Kevin Owens got ran over with a golf cart. Um, that was that was a, a play that was done with Kenny Omega um, and Sammy Guevara in uh, in AEW. Um, the jumping off a forklift, something very similar, was done in AEW last year. There was a few things that were kind of stolen from, from, from AEW, but it was fine. It was great. It was a good match. The Rumbles as well, I think they were the best that they could have been in a no-crowd uh, show. The Women's Rumble was brilliant. Um, who won the Women's? Bianca Belair, which I'm more than happy with. They had Rhea Ripley, who I think has been now been called up from NXT, and Bianca Belair 
um, as they were probably my two favourites to, to win going into it, and two that I wanted to win, and it ended up being them two as the last two, and I was more than happy with that. Rhea Ripley is fucking brilliant, um, but they've been building up Bianca Belair, and she was she was really good in NXT, um, and they pushed her up to main event status in NXT, and they had to bring her back down really, really quick. She wasn't ready to be a main eventer. She did as good as she could do, but she wasn't ready. And they pulled her back for a few months. And she got more screen time, more ring time, more training, more practice, more practice with the promos. And she got good. And she got pushed back up to main event. Then she got called up to the main roster. And they did nothing with her. Absolutely nothing. And she's kind of been on this back burner. But now... They've pushed her up to that main event status again, and to have her as you know one of the last two with with Rhea Ripley, another upcoming up and coming women's wrestler who is brilliant. Um, I, I think it was a good, great move, and and you know Bianca Belair winning that Rumble, going on to face one of the champions at Mania. I think it's it's fantastic. I think a Bianca Belair Sasha Banks match at WrestleMania will be a really really good match. And Sasha Banks, as much as I think she's a bit cringe, her promos aren't brilliant. She's really small and scrawny as well. She kicked my ass. Don't get me wrong. She's really small and scrawny, so when... Athletic, man. <laughs> well, when, when she's wrestling, if she's wrestling somebody that's bigger than her, which is basically everybody, I kind of feel like there's no power behind any of her moves because she's that tiny. But she's really, really, really good. She's a really good wrestler. And having her in a ring with Bianca Belair, I think, will be really good for the pair of them because, you know she can make Bianca Belair look really, really good. Um, yeah. And I think it'll make a great match. Uh, and then the men's rumble, like I say, it was as good as it was going to be for a no-crowd show. Um, I thought it was good, Dave. Yeah. I did. I thought I thought it was getting a bit long outside of the first two because mm. they basically just went outside for 10 minutes. And I think it got going around <clears> about <throat> seven with Nakamura. Mate, yeah, then brilliant. It, then it started to gain some good momentum. Um, I loved a bit of Otis. I've got no idea who Otis is. He was he was in a tag team called Heavy Machinery, but the the, the fans really got behind him. He's gimmick and everything, and he st- he won the money in the bank, but then you know lost it to the Miz. I, I didn't see any of that. So, um, but they were going to give him a big push, and I don't know why they didn't in the end. But yeah, he's a he's a fan favourite. He's a fan favourite. Oh, he reminds me of um, the guy with the planker door. Um, Jackson Jim Duggan. I, yeah, yeah, he's got a bit of him about him. Woo-ho! Um, number 24 when Christian came in. Oh, mate, I um, marked, I fucking marked out when Christian came in. Oh, apparently, apparently, mate, uh, back full time as well. From what oh. I can gather, I've, I've, I've not, like, found Where's confirmation. He he, he was he was out. He, he retired. Um, he couldn't take bumps anymore, so he retired. Same as Edge. Uh, but apparently, he's, he's medically cleared to wrestle again, and there's a, there's there's a rumor that he'll be back full time. Yeah, yeah. Edge fuck, gave him a hug when he got back in the fully ring. Fully fucking marked out. Edge. Edge is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time ever. Like yeah, when I like when Edge. he when he was in the Brood with Edge and Christian and Gangrel, I looked at that. I love that stable, the Brood. Um, and then, you know, Edge and Christian 
to go on as a tag team. They were they were my favourite tag team out of that era of the Hardy Boys and the Dudley Boys and Edge and Christian and all them guys around there. Um, you know, too cool. Edge and Christian were my favourite tag team when they went solo. You know, Edge was one of my favourite wrestlers. Um, yeah, of all time. And they put and they wound the clock back a bit and yeah. some of the old um, the brood and. I really, chucked a few of the moves in. It's re- quite nice. I really wanted a, a five-second pose from the pair of them at some point. Like, that would have been kind of cool. But <laughs> well, as soon as Edge came in first, I knew. Do you know the, the one thing I liked about it as well? Because there wasn't a crowd, they didn't rely on like um, surprise entrance uh, too much. So you didn't get any of the, like, the cameo kind of things where just there to pop the crowd. You know, you got Kane for some reason... I, meh, I wasn't too I bothered. I was when, just filling up the numbers. Yeah, I wasn't too bothered when Kane came out. Um, the Hurricane. When the Hurricane came out, I thought it was brilliant. It was a brilliant spot. It was a spot that he did years ago with Triple H, and I can never remember the other guy he did it with. Uh, but it was exactly the same spot, and it was fantastic. Uh, and also, Ran in straight out. Yeah, and also Carlito. How fucking good did Carlito look? He's mm-hmm. bloody six pack. I don't know what's in them fucking apples he's been eating, Cleon, but Jesus Christ. A routine, Dave. Well, from what I can gather as well, he's now on, I think it's like a three-week trial. Um, and he did. It, he had a match on Raw in a tag team match with Jeff Hardy on his team. And he was really good again. Um, and there's rumours of him being used in a backstage producer kind of role as well as an in-ring personality the same as what they did with mvp last year um oh. but I, I yeah I, I thought it was it was them three really they were the only in question obviously and it was a good rumble i enjoyed it it was yep. it was a good rumble um edge winning i've got no problem with that whatsoever i don't i think a lot of people's problem is is edge is like 47 48 something like years old uh, he's an older guy he's a veteran He's taking a spot away from the young guys, and I get that. But it's not like Edge is somebody who's who's been around, you know what I mean? And and he's at the end of his career. He he literally had to retire as the world champion due to an injury, which forced him out of the ring. He yeah. had years left in him if it wasn't for that. And now he's injury free. He's cleared to wrestle. Let him come back and let him have that fucking run that he should have had. And how good does he look? He's aged in his face. I'll give him that. But Jesus wept he's that proper boy. proper aged in the face, that, Antti. He needs to get some Botox. That boy is chiseled. He looks in phenomenal shape. Phenomenal shape. Um, so, yeah, more than happy that Edge is on that. I don't know what storyline they're going to use. I don't know how they're going to incorporate this into Mania. I don't think Edge and Drew is... I'm not bothered about watching Edge wrestle Drew... Um, now, moving on from the Rumble, I actually made a point. As you know, I don't watch weekly WWE anymore. This week, yep. I've watched it all. I watched Raw, okay. I watched NXT, I watched SmackDown, and I enjoyed them all as well. For the first time in a long time, I might just be riding them uh, Royal Rumble endorphins, uh, but I enjoyed every single um, show this week. It was brilliant, and Edge turned up on all three shows. And to see Edge in an NXT ring with Finn Balor, um, and Pete Dunn, in all fairness. Uh, I was really excited with that. NXT was fucking brilliant as well. Really enjoyed that. Um, I'd love to see Edge and Finn Balor, but it's pointless. I, I don't mm-hmm. see any story in that. 
Edge and Drew does nothing for me. It would be a good match, but it doesn't do anything for me. Now, Edge and Roman Reigns, on the other hand, you got this spear versus spear thing. Roman mm. Reigns being the bad guy at the moment, the head of the table. Edge, fan favorite. He's babyface. That works. Yeah, that that totally works for me. Um, so I, you know, I think Edge Reigns at Mania. I'm happy with that. That that'll do it for me. I agree. I, I watched, agree. I'd like to see that. I haven't watched any other wrestling actually. I've only watched WWE product this week. Um, but I'm glad. I'm having I'm having a hard time accepting that Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan are too old to wrestle now. Well, I personally think that Hulk Hogan will never be too old to wrestle. Um, because he's just a big cartoon character, and he never, he he never lost, he never went out of shape. When he retired, when he stopped wrestling, he carried on working out. Whereas a, a, a lot, and and the way that he wrestled, he never wrestled hard. He ne- he never wrestled hard at all. He was a pretty safe wrestler. He wasn't like he didn't fucking jump off stuff and beat himself up, and you know what I mean. He was a, his matches weren't like. No, but I bet his hip got a good pounding from doing that leg drop after <laughs> all them, all them fucking years. leg drops. Um, yeah, you know, no, just think about it. How many times he must have done a leg drop? I in know, his yeah, I know that big boot to the leg drop. Now with Hogan, he's still in phenomenal shape, and he he looked after himself. He carried on working out. He carried on staying in shape, whereas a lot of the wrestlers from his generation didn't, and they're all an absolute mess these days. Um, it's a bit know, like me, Dave. Ric Flair, to a certain extent, stayed active and as in shape as he could be. I mean, he wrestled for as long as he did because he was, you know, he, he may be Ric Flair, but he was broke. He needed the money. And he, he ended up being like Vince McMahon going, you've got to stop. And that was the storyline of his of his retirement. And then he just went to TNA and wrestled over there instead. Um, yeah. But... You know, Ric Flair's not in... He's not in good health. He's not in, in good condition at all. Um, and, you know, you'll never see him in... I fucking hope we never see him in the ring again because I'd cry, I think. Like, yeah, we don't, don't need, go in the ring, Rick. But I think Hulk Hogan... You could get one more match out of Hogan. You could fucking... That would no, work. You could get one yeah. more match out of Hogan. You could get something. You could get, like, a tag match or a run-in... Or you could he, he would he could still take a bump and he would still be able to work in that ring. You one hundred percent. You could get one match. It'd work with Hogan because he's still in phenomenal shape. Massive yeah. racist, but still in phenomenal shape. <laughs> wow. Yeah. People forget wow. that. Seems to have been forgiven about that. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> it seems to have been polished over that, hasn't mm. it? But anyway, no. Dave. Just to, just quickly before we move on, um, yeah. yes, I'm happy that I've that I, I re-signed up to the network for the month because I've enjoyed the product this week. And next week is NXT Takeover, and the week after is Elimination Chamber. So for the nine ninety nine, as I explained last week, why pay fifteen quid to BT Sport for a pay per view when you can spend nine ninety nine? And if you plan it right, like I've done, I'm getting three pay per views for that nine ninety nine plus an awesome documentary on yokozuna which i watched as well uh so you know that then i'll probably cancel the network until mania because i won't have any need for it until because the next paper will be wrestlemania so i'll probably just cancel it and then yeah, um, again and mania. then get it again it's uh, ready for mania save a month mm, you but, clever uh, little uh, channel hopper you 
Trying, mate. Trying. I've got to say, look after trying. the pe- look after the pennies, Cleon. Look the, after them pennies. The mate. pounds look, look after, after them themselves. Pennies. Anyway, Dave. Go on. It was an interesting uh, weekend of football. Oh, I've not this looked. weekend. I've not paid. You've not looked. Week. Well, no, no. Newcastle only went and won three two against Southampton. And this is something that's always bugged me about low moves. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. we've profited from it this time. Yeah. So, we've loaned in uh, Joe Willock. Joe Willock, sorry. And he scored against Southampton. On the same day, Arsenal went and lost. Okay. Not being able to score. I don't, I don't understand. And various other players who were also on loan on Saturday scored. Now, I remember thinking it. I should have wrote it down. Um, but I think loaning players out shouldn't go on within the same league, even right, though we okay. benefited from it. Yeah. Because you could be giving teams lower down an advantage against teams which... Do you see where I'm coming from? You yeah. could be giving to, a top team could be giving a middle team an advantage with a player, and they know that that player can't play against them. Mm-hmm. But he can play against everybody play against else. Everybody else. Do, you, do, do you see what I mean? Like Ross yeah. Barkley to Aston Villa for Chelsea, that was very clever. Do you see? Do yeah. you see the kind of thing? I think it should always be out of anyway. We got away from the subject anyway. Uh, the team Newcastle, Dave. We were three-one up at half time. Uh, everything was going beautifully along. We were sailing along, um, and then Jeff Hendrick got sent off five minutes into the second half. And then from that resulting sending off foul, James Wall Pros went and top one into the top in the top bags. Top bin, sorry. Mm-hmm. Top bags, clear. Top bags. <laughs> top bags. They can't, uh, that's and, for the lower league teams. They can't afford bins. They have to have top bags instead. <laughs> yeah. And, and during the game, uh, Newcastle had had a few injuries, causing them to make three subs. So we were cruising along on 10 men with, uh, with three subs being made. And then in the 18 minutes before the end of the game, somebody got injured. Fabian Shaw broke his knee, I think. Right. So Newcastle spent the last 18 minutes with nine men. So basically two banks of four shouting, you shall not pass. Um, <laughs> everybody got a yellow card. It was fantastic, Dave. Have you seen that meme I sent you? Which one? The Newcastle one. You haven't sent me Newcastle one. Have I not? No. It's it's basically Shawn Michaels smiling at Stone Cold and it's Southampton versus Newcastle with nine men. And no, then it's you got, haven't. No, I haven't sent you it. You haven't sent me that I've just gone through it now. I don't, I don't remember that. Yeah, I was quite surprised at Southampton because they didn't... They were quite friendly with their attacking. They didn't attack the box. They just were dead patient at 3-2. And they never looked like scoring. But great defending. Great defending. Um, and that Newcastle win takes them to 16th on 25 points. They can move to 14th with one point mm. and then the one point from 10th with that. So it's two wins away from moving all the way up yeah. from 10th in a nutshell. However, now everyone's pissing injured with Wilson, Shaw, sorry, and ASM. Again, all went off with an injury on Saturday. So, we're three first-team players down already. So, uh, bit of a shit pickle. Yeah, yeah. Stoke were nil-nil with Reading. Mm-hmm. And Port Vale played away at Tram, Tramere, Tramere Rovers. 
Yeah. And they got battered 3-1. 3-1, wasn't it? Yeah. 3-1. So not good for the, the local teams. No, not really. But we in Newcastle, we got away quite well. <laughs> a great, it was just brilliant watching a team just battling out. Yeah. Um, it was every tee, every ball was being thrown in, tattles were being thrown in. And it looks as though we had some fight back in the tank. And considering we scored three goals, it's nice just to see your team fighting yeah. instead of defending. I suppose it's nice as well to see, you know, to just watch something where it's not just the same mundane kind of stuff as well. Because there's nothing worse when you tune into something. Let's let it could be the wrestling, it could be the football, it could be boxing, and you just see guys going through the motions. But when you actually, yeah. when you see magic happening in front of you, when you see like you know. We're down to nine men and we're still battling it out. You know what I mean? This guy is like just th- throwing everything out there, putting everything on the line. It makes for fantastic yeah. viewing. And, and, and especially in a day and age where we're all stuck in the fucking house. You need that, you need that release. You need that bit of excitement. And quite frankly, the English rugby team could have done well from oh, taking some inspiration from that performance against Scotland. Do you know what, dude? I didn't even watch it. I didn't even watch Neither it. Neither did I. That just goes I to show. I normally, I normally watch the rugby when it's on, and it just goes to show like, how far out of touch I am with things at the moment. I just Every day is the same. <laughs> yeah. What day is it? I was talking, so I was taking a business meeting, and it was somebody quite high up in some yeah. company. And halfway through the conversation, this person said, and I quote, so let's do it. <laughs> what day is it, Cleon? That was their next sentence. What day is it, Cleon? So it shows how everybody's kind of thinking the same thing. They're going to have to open the gym soon. They're going to have to open everything soon. We can't keep having impact to impact lockdown, lockdown. I'm dying for a game of football, Dave. Yeah, like I said to you a couple of weeks ago, man, I just want to like go and see people. You know what I mean? I just want to go. I'm not bothered. Like, I'd love to get back in the gym. I must admit, because um, I'm just I, I've got no motive. I know I know I don't have to go to the gym to do cardio. I can go outside and do yeah, cardio. Yeah, I know. Right? You know what I mean? I know I can do it in the house, but I haven't got the motivation to go outside or, or do it in the house. If the gym was open, if this was like the lockdown where gyms were allowed to open, I think that was that was that the case in November. I can't remember. Um, then. I would be in the gym. That's where I'd be. You know what I mean? I'd, I, I wouldn't be like, I just, and I'm not making excuses <coughs> at all. I just can't, I've, I can't be bothered. I've got no motivation to go for a, a run in, in, outside. Plus it's fucking freezing. And the gyms, if the gym was open, that's where I'd be. That's what I'd be doing. You know, and, and, and I'd have some kind of like, I think I'd feel like I'd have some kind of control over what was going on. If that makes sense. Because at the moment, yeah. I just feel like one day's blended into the next. I mean, this weekend, you're lucky I remembered it was a podcast day today because I've had no fucking idea what day, we've been, what day we've been on. I made the mistake of doing things on Thursday that I would normally do on a Friday. Um, uh, and and, it, and it's complete, I was thrown out anyway, and then that completely threw me out. Um, which... Does lead me very nicely into uh, in, into the next topic. Um, have you uh, have you been watching One Division? No, no. Okay. Well, I watched the first episode and I thought, thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it gets better. Um, the the first episode leaves you a bit like this. 
huh? What the fuck? What is this? And then as it goes on, it becomes more Marvel, becomes more normal, um, as normal as it's going to be. But, but we're watching WandaVision. I'm not going to talk about WandaVision, although the, the ending of the last episode made me mark the fuck out. It was brilliant. Um, but we're watching it as a family, and we it dawned on us this week that Little and was really little when she watched some of these Marvel films, so she can't remember them. She can't remember what happened, you know. I mean, she wasn't born for the first lot, um, and and yeah, true. And yeah. she she can't remember a lot of things that happened in in, the, in these films. So she's she's struggling to kind of pin things together in one division. She's struggling to kind of work out what's who's what, what's going on. So we said, well, fuck it, let's start again. Let's 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 do the MCU again. Let's go from scratch, um, which is exactly what we started doing on Thursday. So. Um, I was like, you know what? We'll get some takeout, um, and we'll we'll get we'll we'll watch a film. Now, for me, that's Friday night activities in the house. You know what I mean? You get some takeout, yeah. stick a film on. Um, get some take out some snacks, put a film on, feet up. It's a Friday night routine, but we did it on a Thursday, so that that completely threw me out for the weekend. Um, but yeah, we started with Iron Man because that's where you start, and Not I technically. I haven't a. Eh? Not technically. Not chronologically, but Iron Man is the first movie in, 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 <laughs> in Phase 1. Captain America, the first Avenger. It, yeah, well, yeah, chronologically, you're right. That's the first film, and then and then Captain Marvel um, would be the next one, and, and if you're doing it in, in chronological order, but watching them in, in phase order... As they were made in phase order. Yeah. Iron Man is the first film, and I love Iron Man. But I didn't I, even know why I was being asked, like... Correctly about Marvel, I do not care. Yeah. Um, I was just going, meh. Sorry, it's, it's like the Star Wars thing, isn't it? Well, you don't watch, you watch four, five, and six first, and then, no, you watch them in any order you fucking want to. Nobody cares. <laughs> Honestly, <clears throat> add that to the list of shit people don't care about. Um, so we started with Iron Man. Now I love Iron Man, and but I haven't watched Iron Man for years. I haven't seen that film for years. I've seen it lots of times, but I haven't watched it for years. And watching it again, I was like, fuck yeah, I remember why I like this film. Really fucking enjoyed it. Now, film number two. We've done three of them so far. So Friday we did film number two. What is film number two in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? There is a correct answer. It's not a trick question. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. I know, I know, hang on. (laughs) Is it Thor? It's not Thor, but you, you, you Thor's number four, right? Now, if you go on to Disney Plus, or if Hang you... Hang on a minute, I've got, like, where, Ty, where Tony Stark found the... Is it Hulk? Mm-hmm. There is a, there is a, a yes. Hulk, it's Hulk, but it's, there isn't a Hulk. It's the Incredible Hulk with Ed Norton, right? Yeah, but there isn't a Hulk. <clears throat> it's a, it, the Hulk then changes. Yeah, and then the Marvel... That's kind of at the end of the Hulk. That's kind of the start then of the Marvel Universe yeah, so, type thing, and they kind of crammed them together with an outpost. Yeah. So w- what it was is um, Iron Man was the first one. The Incredible Hulk was the second one, but Disney didn't own Marvel at the time, and Marvel Studios weren't distributing themselves. 
So they had to distribute on other on other um, film companies. So Paramount distributed Iron Man and Iron Man Two actually, but in uh, Universal distributed The Incredible Hulk, and then they all came together under Disney and under Marvel Studios. So, like, I think it was from Iron Man Two um, that whole Marvel Studios Disney thing started to happen. Even though Iron Man Two is still on Paramount, um, correct anybody listening? Correct me on that if if I'm wrong, but. It was a combination of Ed Norton's disassociation with the film. He wanted nothing more to do with the film. He didn't promote it. He didn't do anything with it. Um, And the fact that Universal had the rights to the Hulk character in the movies, that they didn't do more Hulk stuff, and that Hulk got omitted from the MCU. So Mm. it's the reason why if you buy a Blu-ray box set of, of the first three phases... The Incredible Hulk won't be in there because Disney don't own it. Um, and the reason that they haven't done another Hulk standalone Hulk film is because Universal would have to have a piece of the pie, the same way Sony do with Spider-Man. Yeah. So, but they are allowed to use the character in um, other movies, so that's why he's in Avengers, that's why he's in Thor Ragnarok. Um, they can use the character in other movies, they just can't do a standalone film. So it got completely omitted. Uh, however, it is part of the MCU, it is part of the storyline. Tony Stark appears at the end of the film. At the end, yeah. Um, and says, you know, we're putting a team together. It's it's part, of the, it's part of the franchise. So we've done Iron Man, we've done The Incredible Hulk, and we've done Iron Man 2 so far. We're not doing Thor tonight. Uh, we're going to do Thor tomorrow, and Thor is the one that I'm not looking forward to because it's my least favourite MCU film. I did not like that film in the slightest, nor did I like Thor The Dark World. Didn't like that one either. Ragnarok was fucking brilliant. Um, but them two Thor films... a great fan of the first one. Loved the second one. Adored the third one. Honestly, dude, if Captain America had have been shit, right, I'd have stopped watching him. that's how much I didn't like Thor if Captain America was shit I'd have stopped watching him I'd have just gone you know what it's not worth it it's not worth Ah. it if these films are awful it's not worth it but I I really enjoyed Captain America Um, yeah that was a good one and you know what in the I went to the cinema to see Avengers uh, Avengers 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 Assemble I went to the cinema to see that and I genuinely left the cinema going that's the best film I've ever seen in my life that's the best Avengers. film. Yeah. I left yeah. the cinema with that. It's not the best film I've ever seen in my life. It really isn't. But as I left the cinema, it gave me that feeling of, that's the best film I've ever seen. I could not have asked for any more out of that film. It literally yeah. ticked all the boxes. And I was like, fucking thank you. That was really fucking good. Brilliant. Bravo. Give it a round of applause. It's not the best film in the world. I just enjoyed it a lot. Um, and then I had to watch Thor Dark World. It was just, no. <laughs> well, Iron, Iron Man, Iron Man had the best first film. Yeah, Captain America had the best second film, and Thor had the best the third best third film. film. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. Most definitely, yeah. yeah. There are there are a really good bunch of films, and I'm 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 kind of like I'm really excited again to get to Phase Three. I'm really, I'm like, now I've started watching him, I'm like, I cannot wait to get to phase three when it all gets like, it all comes together. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to doing them all again. You never know, Thor might surprise me, because I only watched it once. I didn't watch it after that, because I thought it was dreadful. Um, it might surprise me. I might enjoy it this time around. <clears throat> I, d- I doubt it, but we'll see. 
Um, but yeah, it's not a bad film. Recatching up with all the uh, with all the MCU stuff, uh, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. And a shout out to um, uh, Vinyl Junkie Ian, who follows us on uh, Instagram. Uh, he's also uh, he's a he's a podcast. Listen to the podcast, uh, and he's also working his way through the MCU films as well. Uh, so we've been conversing over over Instagram, chatting about the films too, which is kind of cool. Um, so yeah, shout out to Ian uh, for that. Um, very quickly, I say quickly. I say very quick. He probably isn't going to be very quickly. Is it very quickly? It's. I try and get. I try and get these podcasts to Go stick on. to an hour, but it's. My, it's Go on. If it goes for an hour and a half, it goes for an hour and a half. Who cares? Um, Formula One, right? I know you're not a fan. So we're going for thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but have you um, seen all of the contract stuff with Mercedes and Lewis Hamilton? I haven't seen the contract stuff with Mercedes and Lewis Hamilton. However, I have seen some of the proposed new rules. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So I've started to, little things that are starting to come out this week, last week. Well, um, yeah, there, there was meant to be a new um, regulations coming in for 2021, but they've postponed it because of finances and moved it over to 2022. Um, so they're basically going to be using the same like chassis and stuff for 21 as they did as uh, last year which means mercedes are going to dominate again although even though they're using the same chassis mclaren is still going from renault to mercedes engines i think they were with renault yeah they were they were they're moving from renault to mercedes engines so they've now got to try and squeeze the mercedes engine into the car that was designed for the Renault engine, which will be fun. Um, if they can make that work, then I'm really looking forward to next season because you're going to have four cars with Mercedes engines, um, of which one of them granted is a Williams, so it will be at the back of the pack. But you'll have... It will be. Uh, you'll have Mercedes. You'll have the new Aston Martin team um, with Seb Vettel in, and you'll have McLaren all driving with mercedes engines all with really good drivers in the cars so that should prove interesting uh, but the contract lewis hamilton still hasn't signed his contract you know the season starts in march he still hasn't signed his contract they've started i think pre-season testing starts this month he still hasn't signed his contract he was holding out for money from what i can gather um now well, what else is he holding out for now you've got the uh, well this is something that's come up this week you've got the daimler side of mercedes that have gone on record as saying get him to sign the contract or fuck him off basically um former f1 boss bernie eccleston has said nobody's bigger than the team if it, he said if it was him he would just say this is your contract sign it or don't it's up to you. We're not budging. Sign it or don't. And I understand what they're saying. I get it. He's not irreplaceable. There are plenty of drivers out there who are capable of driving that car. I still think Lewis Hamilton's the best driver on the on the track, um, regardless of the car. People used... When George Russell went into that Mercedes for that one weekend and nearly won, people used that as an argument to say it's not the driver, it's the car. When you've got George Russell, who always comes last, 
always DNFs or something like that, but now he's in the Mercedes, he's coming first. It must be the car, not the driver. No, it's the driver. George Russell is fast as fuck. And and you could you could have put anybody else in that car and they wouldn't have performed as well as George Russell. George Russell is fast as fuck. He's a brilliant driver. When it was you know, obviously he is the car as well. If your car's shit, it doesn't matter how fast you are, but he takes that Williams in qualifying and drags it into fucking Q2 every weekend. There was one weekend where he fucking he hit the gravel and lost his car, still managed to get it into Q2 because he's fucking brilliant. That's why he could do that in the Mercedes. However, I think I'm in agreement. Like, yes, Lewis Hamilton brings eyes to the product, and yes, he is worth a lot of money. Is he worth the money that he's demanding? I don't know. Could you put somebody else How in How much that is he demanding? It's something like 42 million. What, a year? Yeah, I think. Is that all? Mm. Um, <clears throat> only has to drive a car for an hour, clearly. <laughs> I know, um, well, rel- mm. relatively speaking, have you got a calculator? What's 42 million... What's that weekly? Over the, over the 20 races, 42 million divided by 52. Um, um, that is 807,000 807, just over uh, a week. Yeah, so it's, it's, <laughs> it's pretty standard for an elite, an elite top yeah. of their game. Sportsman. I don't know what the wage, what the salary is uh, in um, in F1. Well, I've got say, no idea. Well, let's say in football, you're looking at around about 250k a week, top end. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, F1. Yeah, that's about right. Well, this is the other um, the other thing that's come to light this week is apparently he's asking for a stipulation in his contract where he gets a veto on his teammate. Um, basically, uh, in layman's terms, for, for people listening, if... He can choose who he's driving with. He can with choose he who he's like driving it. with. He doesn't like it, yeah. So, Bottas has already signed for 2021. And people are now saying that he wants that in there because the the, the theory is in 2022, they're going to bring George Russell up and put him in that second seat. Or they're going to try and get Max Verstappen from Red Bull and put him in that second seat. And they're saying that Lewis Hamilton is feeling threatened because they know that Bottas isn't good enough to beat Hamilton, but Verstappen or Russell might be. So he wants that stipulation in his contract so he can say, no, 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 no. I'm remaining top dog, etc. I want to be the top dog. Now, I've seen this from another point of view. Lewis Hamilton has teamed with, over the years, he's teamed with Alonso, who was a former world champion. He's teamed with uh, Jensen Button, who was a former world champion. He's teamed, yeah. he's teamed with Nico Rosberg, who at the time had beaten Michael Schumacher in the same car over the, over the course of a couple of seasons. He's teamed with Bottas, who was the young shit-hot you know, scary driver, the guy that could potentially he beat him. He was going to be the yeah, guy. he was going to be the guy. He's teamed with all of them over the years with no no issues, with no problems. There was the one year where Rosberg beat him, but the rest of it, he's teamed with all of them over the years with no problems and no issues. So why now? he beat them. Yeah, 
Why now? Why would that be an issue now? It's not an issue now. I think he wants that in his contract. A. Well, I think, yeah, I think he wants it in the contract for the good of the team. Because Valtteri Bottas and Lewis Hamilton work really well together for the team. Their two halves of the garage work in harmony together for the team. And the be-all and end-all is, as much as everybody loves the Drivers' Championship, in the sport of Formula One, it's all about the Constructors' Championship. It's all about the team winning the Constructors' Championship. That's where the money is for the team. And having that veto in his contract, if he thinks the team are going to be bringing somebody in, that could potentially damage that harmony. If you get a young driver coming in who's like all fucking, you know, excitement and I'm going to win, I'm going to win, I'm going to win, maybe he's going to take some stupid dangerous risks and smash the cars up or jeopardise that, you know, Mercedes dominance, Lewis Hamilton gets a say. He gets a say. He gets to go, you know what, guys? I don't think this is a good idea. You know. He gets a say on who comes yeah. in. And yeah. I think that's why he's doing it. But the internet has gone crazy saying it's because he's scared of George Russell. He's not scared of George Russell. I'd be scared of George Russell. I'd be scared of George Russell, but he's not scared of George Russell. Um, but yeah, that, that, that was, you know, something that's popped up this week. I, I just don't understand. He, he needs to fucking sign this contract and go on, win his eighth world title, because he will next season. What's been offered? I've got, I don't know what's been offered. That's the thing I don't know, but he's, they're, they're just, that's the problem. They're no just one knows what's been two offered. fucking rams just botting heads they are like. Um, but, you know, for me, he's, if he signs with Mercedes, he's winning this season, he's getting that eighth world title, he's breaking the record, and then retire. I think he's too big for the sport now. He's too big a yeah, personality is, yeah. for the sport. Yeah. And get that eighth world title and then just retire. Just go and do something else. Go drive something else. Go do what other XF1 drivers do and just go drive something else. Go try. Go NAS, can do NASCAR. Go, go do, go do, just, just turning left. We're just turning left. It's all <laughs> we're doing. We're just turning left. You know, go do IndyCar. Go do fucking, fucking stock car racing. Go do bikes. Go do bikes. Go do anything else. You know what I mean? He'd be yeah. mint at NASCAR. Just turning left, mate. That's all he has. <laughs> He'd be mint at that driving. Can you Ooh. imagine that? A Formula One driver doing that? Doing crap. NASCAR, man. I don't. <laughs> I don't get NASCAR. I've tried watching. You like before. Tagadella Nights? <laughs> I don't. You know what? I don't get NASCAR, but I love NASCAR-oriented uh, movies like um, Days of Thunder. You know yeah. what I mean? And fucking what's uh, what's the Disney Cars? That's NASCAR, isn't it? You know what I mean? They just yeah. they just turn left. <laughs> Um, I, I love movies around NASCAR. Don't like NASCAR. Yeah. Don't get it. Don't get it. Don't get it. Um, anything else? Um, no. Nope. Sound. Let's wrap it up for another week then. Uh, big thanks to <laughs> people that tune in week in and week out. You guys are awesome. Be sure to subscribe though. If you listen every week but you don't subscribe, um, that's fine, but if you did subscribe, then you would get, you know, our episodes delivered to you on a weekly basis. You get a little notification, it'd pop up on your Spotify or whatever you use. The episode would just appear, saves you searching for it. So whatever you use to listen to your podcasts on, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Leave us a review wherever you can leave us a review and follow us on our social media. On Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash shingles list podcast. On Twitter, it's at shingles list PC. You can follow me at ShinglerMVOC. You can follow Cleon at KLBewley and follow us on Instagram. It's Shingler's underscore list and it's KLBewley5. You guys are awesome. 
and we will see you next time.